name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are thanking God for Jesus This is the hour we say thank you, Father, for what you have for us, Lord. It has been your grace and mercy that we are still alive. For your mercies endure forever, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, Lord.
Rapahayanda Baba, Aranda Pahaya Bara Pahayanda Baba, Rapahayanda Baba, in the Haladada.
in the hala baranda baranda ba in baranda pahala da 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 aranda hala da da baranda pahayanda baba arapahayanda babaranda hayanda babaranda pahayanda baba arapahayanda babaranda pa aranda pahayanda babaranda pahayanda baba aranda pahayanda baba aranda pahayanda baba pahayanda baba aranda pahayanda babaranda pa aranda pahayanda babaranda pahayanda baba arapahayanda babaranda pahayanda baba inda halana nanana babaranda baba aranda pahayanda babaranda pa inda hayanda babaranda pahayanda baba arapahayanda babaranda pa inda halada babaranda pa aranda pahayanda baba inda halada babaranda pahayanda babaranda halada inda halada babaranda in the Haladada Baba, Hayanda Baba, in the Haladada Babaranda Haladada, in the Haladada Baranda Haladada, in the Haladada Baranda Pahayanda Baba, in Pahayanda Baba, Pahayanda Baba, in the Haladada Baranda Pahaladada, in the Yanda Baba. Babaranda Pahala Baranda Halada da 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 Thank you. 
pray. We are going to pray. Whatever things that you are believing God for, we come to pray. Then pray God to say amen. Amen. I want us to be on our feet. I want us to be on our feet. I want us to be on our feet. Let's speak in the language of the Spirit. I want us to speak in the language of the Spirit. Language.
steps to the anointing by, by Bishop Daphne knows, or you can get another book, Cut the Anointing. Amen. Because there's a difference between the Holy Spirit and the anointing. The Holy Spirit is God. He is the personality of God. Then the anointing is the power that the Holy Spirit produces. Amen. And we have different kinds of anointing. We have diversity of anointing. So when the Bible says that Jesus said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed. You see, you don't think that Jesus was just anointed for one thing. He said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Jesus was the only one who was anointed without measure. Amen. So it's a sign that he was able to operate in the various kinds or the various dimensions of the anointing. Amen. So we started by saying that God, uh, God is the one who chooses whom to be anointed. So anointed is not bad because you want, because you desire. It's good to desire. But if it is not the timing of God for you to be anointed, then uh, surprisingly, it will not come your way. Amen. Then we also talk about uh, to be anointed in what? In joy in what? Please, when you come to church on Sunday, Sunday is purposely for learning. So when you come along, get something to write. Get a book, get a pen to write. Or if you are using a tablet or a phone, you type it as a note. Amen. Yeah, so we talked about the anointing in Jordan. And we say that Jordan is a place of spiritual rebirth. Amen. So when Jesus went to the Jordan River, it was not like because he wanted to go to the Jordan River. He wanted to commission and approve the new creation realities. Amen. So when he entered the water, it's a sign that I will die. And when you raise up, it's a, it's a sign of resurrection. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit came upon him. So except you, you die with Jesus and you resurrect with Jesus, you cannot have what we call the anointing of a Christian. So it's a sign that every Christian, where the word Christ means anointed one, and the word Christian means, or Christians, means anointed ones. Amen. So when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you, you encounter the new creation anointing. That is the Jordan. The anointing in Jordan. Are you getting it? Because Jordan is a place of spiritual rebirth. That is the reason why before Christ, when Naaman was having leprosy, which is a format of sin. The Bible makers understand that the prophet said that go to the Jordan. He didn't say any river, but Jordan, because Jordan is a place of spiritual rebirth. And he dipped himself seven times, which I said, I'm just recapping. Some of you, when you come to church and we tell you something, you don't you forget. It's a sign, let me tell you something. If you come to church 
and we tell you something and you forget, it's better you didn't come to church. Because when you come to church and we tell you something, it's something you, you have to practice. It's not something you just come to hear. We are not here for uh, rally. We are not doing campaign. Neither are we trying to motivate anyone. We are speaking the word of God. Amen. Yes. And we want you to understand when you say anointing. So anointing is no one. We have dynamics of anointing. So you can be an anointed. I want you to, the reason why we are dealing with a series of anointing is because you can be a Christian and still be poor. Because you being a Christian and you having the anointing as a Christian doesn't mean that you have the anointing of prosperity. Amen. But when Jesus, with Jesus, he had all the totality of the anointing. He was the only one who had the anointing without measure. That's why the Bible said that he became poor. That he, the one who was rich became poor. That we might be rich. So Jesus, when you check the life of Jesus, he was never poor. He was never stranded. He was never sick. It's because he carried the what the diversity of the anointing. He is the totality of the anointing that comes upon every man of God, even in this dispensation. Amen. But we, we have, we operate in the anointing with measure. So the anointing that comes on you when you give your life to Christ is the anointing of a Christian. So I want you to understand why Jesus went to Jordan. One called Jordan or because he never went fair. Oh, he, he just saw that John the Baptist was baptizing in River Jordan, so he, he just wanted to go there. He went there in order to establish the anointing of a Christian. Amen. So that is the reason why when you receive the Holy Ghost baptism, still, you need to be baptized in water. Because in Jordan, two things happened to Jesus. He was baptized fully immersed in water. Then he rose up from the water. And the Holy Spirit came upon him. I get it. So that is the anointing of a Christian. And last week we talked about the anointing what? Waterless. Why Jesus straight away from Luke chapter 3, Luke chapter 4, he went into the waterless. Why did the Holy Spirit allow Jesus to be in the waterless? It's because the wilderness was, in the Old Testament, the wilderness was a garden. The garden that was given to Adam. Adam was given a garden, and it was given authority and power. But when Adam fell, I get it, the garden of God that was given to him became a wilderness. And the authority and power given to Adam was also what? Taken. So, this is the reason why the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. Number one, to make sure that the wilderness will come back to what? A garden. And also to take the anointing of authority and power from the devil. So when you check Genesis chapter 3, the temptation that Jesus used on, uh, the devil used on Jesus in Luke chapter 4. It's the same temptation he used on Adam and Eve. 
So it's because Adam and Eve were not able to overcome the devil. So they became failures. So Jesus has to come and what? Overthrow him from that authority. Eh? The devil used three things to tempt Adam and Eve. The last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, and the pride of life. He said that, oh, the, the, the fruit was good to be desired, to eat. That's the last of the eyes. And sorry, the last of the flesh. Then he said that he will make one what? Wise. That is the last of the eyes. Then he said that he became, he become what? A god. That is what? Pride of what? Life. So when the devil also came to Jesus, he said that turn this loaf to bread. That is the last of the flesh. Then he said that you should bow down and I'll give you everything that you have. The reason why you are eating here, I'll give it to you. That is what? The last of the eyes. And he said that you should, you should what? Worship me. Worship me. That is the pride of life. You see, it's a pride person who says in Zadar, there's no God. So you go and worship the devil. Anyone who worship a creation than a creator, you walk in pride. Amen. <laughs> yes. So that's what Jesus didn't commit. And the Bible said, when the devil left him, what, what happened? The angels came and ministered to him because he has overpowered the devil. So that is the reason why Jesus went into the wilderness. So you understand that everything that Jesus did was not for himself, was for what? us. Amen. When you check through the Bible, anything you saw Jesus do, he didn't do it for himself, he did it for us. He became a man because we are men, we are human beings. Amen. Yeah. So today, we want to talk about, so we have got to know that the anointing in Jordan, or the, to have the anointing in Jordan is to have the anointing of a Christian. That is to become born again. Then, to have the anointing in the wilderness is to walk in authority and power. Amen. Then we have what we call the anointing in the house of Colonials. Eh? The anointing in the house of Colonials, to have the anointing in the house of Colonials is to walk in the anointing of prosperity. Amen. The prosperity anointing. Because the Bible said that I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. As your soul also what? Prospered. So the anointing in the house of Colonials is the anointing in prosperity. So have you seen that you can have, let me tell you something. Please, are you here? You can have, you can be a Christian and you can have authority but still be poor. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because the anointing with authority is different from the anointing of prosperity. That's why I want you to understand that Jesus had the anointing of, uh, because he is the first Christian. He's Christ, the anointed one. So he had the anointing of a Christian. And he had the anointing. You see, when you check the Bible very well, you see that the Holy Spirit was always coming upon him several times. 
Amen. So he had the anointing of a Christian. He had the anointing of power and authority. That was the reason why he could command the demons. He could tell them leave. Eh? He could tell the devil's power to lose. He could command the sea. He could just walk. That's the anointing of authority and what? Power. But the anointing of prosperity, that was the reason why Jesus was able to tell Peter that go and catch the fish and when open the mouth of the fish, the first fish, open the mouth, you get what? You get uh, uh, some piece, uh, silver. Take the silver, come and make sure that you pay the debt. Jesus was in debt. And you have to come and pay. So that is the reason why we, are, we, we want you to understand that. You see, Colenius, the house of Colenius, Colenius was a man who was full of the anointing of prosperity. You see, when you check Acts chapter 10 very well, you see that Colenius was a man of prosperity, but he didn't have the anointing of what? Uh, being born again. The anointing of a Christian. That is the reason why the angel came. Because the angel understood that this man, he has prospered. But when he dies now, he and his household, they are all going to Hades. They don't know Jesus. So if you get an encounter with Jesus Christ, that is the anointing of a Christian being born again. Are you getting it? Are you following? And when you walk with Jesus for a time, He gives you the anointing to walk in power and authority. But there is an anointing of prosperity. We have different kinds of anointing. We have corporate anointing. So anointing is not in one. So if you see someone who, who is a prophet, doesn't mean that the person has the. We have even the anointing or, or the anointing, a healing anointing. If someone is a prophet, doesn't mean that he has authority. No. Someone can be a prophet, he can see, he can say your names, whatever. But someone can even be a pastor and that person has the anointing of authority and what? Power. He cannot see anything, but still he has the anointing of authority and power. So don't be deceived. So the house of Colonials, when we read Acts chapter 10, verse number, let me read Acts chapter 10, verse number 44 to 46. Okay, let's read chapter 1 to 2. The Bible said that, verse 2, the Bible said, A devoted man, one that feared God with all his house, who gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Amen. If you if you don't have, you cannot give. Amen. So for Colonials to give arms, it was not like occasionally. The Bible said that he give arms and pray to God always, which means that every day. So it's a sign that the man was having the anointing of prosperity. Prosperity anointing, let me tell you something. Prosperity anointing is not about prayer. Prosperity anointing is not about being a Christian. 
Colonius was not a Christian then, but he had the prosperity word anointed. That is the reason why you see someone is a Muslim, but a person is blessed. Have you ever asked you? There are many Christians who are poor, and you see someone who is not even who doesn't believe Jesus Christ, but the person is blessed. Why? It's because the the law of being a Christian is different from the law of being what uh, someone with prosperity. The law of prosperity is different from the law of uh, born, being born again. But you see, if a Muslim or if a Buddhist or any other form of worship eh? because Jesus the truth of the matter is for you to go to heaven is only Jesus who is the way so if someone is worshipping is a form uh, is, is part of all this religion eh? it's a sign that the person soul is not what to say but if the person understands the law that governs prosperity, the person will prosper. Because this man, Colonius, he understood the law of prosperity. The prosperity anointing he understood. So the Bible said that he gave arms to the people at always. And he prayed always. Eh? So, prosperity anointing comes by giving offerings to God. Amen. If you are someone who is stingy, the Bible says that he that so bountifully shall reap what? Bountifully. And he that so sparingly shall reap what? Sparingly. The Bible says, bring ye tithes and offerings into my storehouse that I may open the window. That is the, that is the prosperity anointing. He opens the window upon you. It's not a prayer. You see, bringing tithes and offerings into my storehouse that I may be meet in my house. Prove me. So when you read, that's Malachi chapter 3. When you read further, he said that you have robbed God. So if you become an arm robber in the sight of God, eh? you see, when you say an arm robber is not necessarily someone who uses a gun and go and rob people. There are many people who go to church, they are arm robbers. When you become an arm robber in the sight of God, you walk in poverty. So the prosperity anointing is about giving. You see, give and it will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together. Will God cause men to give? So that is the reason why I've made my mind that I will not stop giving. And it's not like it's because I said I'm not supposed to I just give anyhow. No. In this same time, the devil is also using strategies. In such a way that as you are even giving, they use your giving to fight you. It's also there. I get it. But I'm talking about giving in a good grounds. Because when you give offerings to God, it's a good ground. Amen. Giving offerings. Huh? Giving offerings to God. Giving offerings to God. When you give offerings to God, 
you tap into the prosperity anointing. The reason why the house of Colonials was the uh, house of the anointing. So if you check Acts chapter 10, you, you see that Colonials was already moving in the prosperity anointing, but he lacked the anointing of a Christian. That was the reason why the Bible said when Peter came, the Bible said that when Peter came and he preached, the Holy Spirit anointed and they begin to speak in tongues and glorify God. When you have the anointing as a Christian, you glorify God. It doesn't, it doesn't make you prosper. It doesn't make you prosper. So if you don't have the anointing, the prosperity anointing, even though the Bible says that, you see, for God to say that, I wish above all things you prosper, that is your body, and be in good health, even as your soul prospered. Your prosper, I say, I wish above all things you prosper, your spirit, huh? and be in good health, your body, even as your soul prospered. It's a sign that the prosperity anointing of God is available for anyone who is ready. Amen. And for you to tap in that anointing, you should be a giver, not a receiver. And you see, if you are into receiving, the Bible said that he that receives is always a slave to the one who gives. So if you are someone whose mind is just sit down so that people will give to you, huh? you will become a slave to the one who gives to you. The reason why people who beg keeps on begging is because the one who begs will always become a slave to the one who gives. So when you sow a seed of begging, you reap begging. God said, do not be deceived. God is not a man. Whatever a man sows, he reaps. Because if you put a mango seed on the ground, it grows to become a mango tree. So if you beg as a seed, you will grow to become a beggar. <laughs> Amen. So that's the reason why you see people, they have been begging from day one. They have been begging and they are even in their 80s. They keep on begging. Because it's rules of engagement. So for you to tap into the prosperity anointing, God says that he wish above that you prosper. Prosperity, you see, any man of God who preach against prosperity, you are not serious. You are not, you are not serious, you don't know God. Who told you God is poor? Who told you God is poor? then it's a sign that no fruit or no seed should grow to become a fruit. There should be no air. Yeah. All the creations of God should cease. That is when we conclude that indeed God is one. But if all the creation is working, it's a sign that God is a prosperity supreme being. 
So that is the reason why, if you check the Bible very well, anyone who walked diligently with God was not poor. Abraham can never be poor. Solomon can never, David can never be poor. Yes. You can be in need. It doesn't mean that you are poor. I get it. Being in need doesn't mean that you are poor. You can lack something doesn't mean that you are poor. Amen. Amen. So giving offerings to God engages you to enter into the prosperity anointing. Number two, giving offerings to the poor. The Bible said that a devoted man and one who fear God with all his house would give alms to the poor and pray to God always. Proverbs chapter 19, verse number 17. The Bible said that one who is gracious to a poor man lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his good deed. Amen. Acts chapter 10, verse number 4. Thy prayers. Look at this. Old. The Bible says that the angel said to Colonius, Thy prayers and thy arms has come up for a memorial before God. Thy prayers and thy arms. So for The prosperity anointing, you see, the prosperity anointing is the anointing to create wealth. Eh? God said that I have given you power, and it's God who gives power to what? To create wealth. And that power there is the anointing. So he said that it's God who gives the anointing to create what? Wealth. People who have the power of God, who have the anointing, who works in the prosperity anointing, they don't struggle to create wealth. They will be there and God will give them an idea and they will do it. And you see that people will rush to it. Like anything that gives money, anything that produces money, anything that produces resources, they just create and it works. Amen. You see, this book, as it was written by the Archbishop, that one knows. This book was not given to him by any man. Neither was it given to him, it was given to him by God. And he has written books and it has created wealth. And it has, it has created not only wealth, it has created name. In such a way that people are even reading his book outside the nations. It's a say that the man is working. Now he owns a lot. He owns, is it? He owns someone who has not been to a Bible school before. He owns a Bible school. A big and international Bible school. He owns hospital. Someone who disowned to be a doctor and did the work of God and people were speaking anyhow to him. 
Now he owns hospital. He owns hospital. <laughs> Indeed, this shows that as God, Jesus said that anyone who loses mother, children, houses, wife, and family, you get heaven folks. It's true. Because he lost, he lose his job. He, when he finished, when he finished university, he called for that time if you are a doctor and share. We stand only five people qualified to go to medical school. And he was among the five people. So it will tell you that although we are born, no you will be my dear. He was among the best five to go to medical school. And after you become the best wife and go to medical school, you say that, oh, where you medical school? You don't want to be a doctor, you want to be a pastor. A pastor would never go to any Bible school. You, you start in a canteen, a canteen. Like after Prince Teresa was in a canteen, with eight, eight people. Now you see, the man is anointed. Prosperity, you see, He's, he's one of the people, the reason why I like talking about him is that he's one of the people that I see him walking in the composite anointing. The anointing even to write book. Eh? We have the anointing to write book. By the grace of God, by the grace of God, I have that ownership. Yeah, and this year I'm 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 launching one of my books. Amen. Yeah, the anointing to write book. If I sing away, by the grace of God, I've written 33 books. On pen. If I sit down, if I sit down, if you leave me in a room, eh, I can write books. Because God has given me that function. The anointing to write books. The anointing to write books. The anointing to lead. It's not anyone who can lead. So we have different kinds of anointing. Yeah, you see. Let me tell you something. You being a senior pastor doesn't mean that you are a leader. There are some people, they are not pastors, but they are leaders. Because leadership is an anointing. The reason why Jesus was not angry with, with uh, Judas is because he had the, the leadership anointing. Jesus was behind all anointing that you see ever walking in this life came from Jesus. He had the totality of every anointing walking now in this life. The healing anointing, the miraculous anointing, the anointing to prosper, the anointing of a Christian, the anointing of power and authority, the anointing to write books, the anointing everything. That is the reason why the Bible said that he gave some Apostles, some prophets, some. So it was the anointing that he was releasing. So if you call yourself an, an apostle and there's no anointing, you are not an apostle. You are a motivational speaker. Amen. Giving offerings to the poor. Amen. Giving offerings to the poor. So one, one, uh, the thing that I want you to understand, or what I want you to catch, or what I want you to tap, is what we call the prosperity anointing. Prosperity anointing comes by giving. So 
if you have been praying and there's nothing happening, it's a sign. If, if you are believing God for money, eh, you have to give money. I'm telling you. Because money is a spirit. If you are believing God for money, you have to give money. And if you are give, if you are believing God for an amount of money that can that can shake your enemies, then you need to give God an amount of money that can shake you. No, you can't give God one CD and you are expecting a care. Now, now it's an insult. Can you even go to the place where they sell cars and say that uh, I, I want a car but my money is one CD? I'm not serious. Amen. That is the reason why I say that he that soweth sparingly shall reap what? Sparingly. And he that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. So, an anointing to prosper is by giving, offering, and how to begin to maintain that anointing is by tithing. So, tithe, tithe is to maintain the anointing of prosperity. If you don't tithe, that anointing will be taken away. Like, you can be attacked. Because the Bible says, when you, when you say, when you prove me, when you read Malachi, I say, prove me. And I'll open the windows of heaven unto you. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Amen. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 to 10. Yes. You must prosper. Amen. You must prosper and be in good health and your soul shall prosper. I'm telling you. Me, I'm a prosperous man. What God has given me, money cannot, even money, money cannot buy. I'm telling you. I'm saying to the glory of God, what God has given me, money cannot buy. I can give you an idea and you go and do it and it will work. Anyone who encountered me by the grace of God, whom I gave an idea and who followed that idea has never called me and said that what you said I should do in any way. Amen. So what you need is an anointing. When you become a Christian, you have an anointing as a Christian, a born-again anointing. An anointing of sanctification, an anointing of purification. I get it. That's the anointing of redemption. Are you here? And when you go through tests, you see, one will say, so how can I have the anointing of power and authority? It's when you go through tests. Anytime God tests you, or anytime the devil tempts you, it is a test of God for an elevation. Are you getting So the reason why we go through wilderness experience is to carry the anointing of power and what? Authority. So Jesus went into the wilderness to carry power and authority. And when he came down, when you 
Luke chapter, the same Luke chapter 4, verse 8, he said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the broken in hearted, to recover the sight of the blind, and to set them. He takes power and authority eh, for the gospel to be preached to the poor. He takes power and authority for the gospel to heal them, for you to, to heal the broken hearted. I'm telling you, it takes power and authority. To recover the sight of the blind, those who are, who are blind spiritually and those who are blind physically. And for him to say that Peter, go to the fish, the first fish, open his mouth, there's money, come and pay our debt. That's the prosperity of it. Yes. So you need to prosper. And if you have been praying, as I said, if you have been praying, you have been praying to God for prosperity. What the word prosperity means, good journey. When you say prosperity, it's not necessarily money, having money. I get it. It means good journey. Because if you, if you are a person who has a good journey, it's a sign that number one, you have a good house. Number two, you have the cars and all these things. There's peace in your house. There's good health. I get it. Like anything that you want to do is working. Like the purpose why you are on this earth, you are finishing it. That is a good thing. If you say you have money and every day who they do so, that's not that's a, that's not prosperity. Uh, you are sick. Your wife is sick. Your husband is sick. Your children are sick. You use your money. You are you are under rent. You are working in prosperity. You are working in poverty. Amen. So if you have been praying, and you see, before, listen, before God can give you the prosperity awaiting, your giving should be a memorial like Olympus. Your giving to God should be a memorial in the sight of you are giving to the poor because the Bible said that if you give to the poor, you have learned to what? God. So if you are stingy, you are stingy, you are too natural, you cannot receive. Because the Bible said that a natural man cannot receive from the Spirit of God. You are too natural. If you become too natural, you will not receive anything from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, because this anointing that we are talking about is the Holy Spirit who gives. You see, many people think that uh, the giftings of the Holy Spirit is nine. Let me tell you, it's more than nine. Paul was able to write nine. But it's more than nine. Amen. Yes, it's more than nine. Because if you, if you, if you say that, please, hello, please be here. If you say that God has only nine gifts, you have limited God. I get it. Because if you say the Holy Spirit has only nine gifts, 
the giftings of the Holy Spirit is nine. It's a sign that you are saying that God, God has only nine gifts. And it's, it's not true. It's not true. Amen. That's why I keep on saying that the Bible is the recorded voice of God. The Bible helps us to know God. But the Bible, the Bible is a word of God. It's the voice of God. Uh, it's a recorded voice of God. It's the, it's the map of what God wants to do on this earth. But the Bible is not the totality of who God is. The Bible is about what God did, what God is doing, and what God is about to do on this earth and the whole creation. But God is beyond. Because I tell something. If you are if you are a manufacturer of a car and the car limits you, there is a sign that the car is bigger than you. So the creation can never be bigger than the creator. The creator must always be bigger than the what? The creation. So God is beyond nine giftings. And the anointings of God are without measure. You cannot say that, oh, now, let me tell you, there's no man, even there's no preacher, there's no man of God who can say that, I have discovered all the anointings of God. You are lying. It's only Jesus who had the anointing without measure. Who discovered the totality. That's why, that's why when he was working on this, he was working as a God. Who? Go to, why, why work on the sea? Now, let's see. In the mouth of fishes, then people who are supposed to be rich are fishermen. But you go and ask them that, oh, senior, Momosha says, I'm watching them. When you give me a scout, and I'm the group, and you see what you tell them. Amen. Yes. So you need to prosper. I say you need to prosper. Amen. You need to prosper. Amen. So if you are here, you should give. You should be a giver. Whenever we are doing something for, you see, one of the reasons why Solomon worked in the prosperity anointing, you know the reason why. The Bible said that Solomon gave thousands of rams to God as a sacrifice. Then he went to sleep. Then the Lord visited him and said, What do you want? And he said, Oh God, please, I want wisdom to rule your people. And the Bible said, God said, ah, because you have said a good thing, I will not just give you wisdom, I will give you riches, wealth, and God gave it to you. And the Bible said, and Solomon went back again, and this time not thousand, he gave more as thanksgiving. How many of you, you had a dream and you come and sow a seed? You have a dream that you are you are working on money. The only thing that comes into your mind is prayer. Prayer will not bring that dream. Solomon had a dream. Before he had a dream, he went to give to God. And God visited him and he asked him. You see, even the desire, Solomon, you see, before Solomon desired something, he gave. And God put that desire in his heart and God visited him. Because the giving was so big 
and God had visited him. And when God visited him, just a dream or just a dream, a vision. Solomon woke up from the vision. And he saw that God has given him in the dream, God said that I'll give you wisdom, I'll give you wealth, and I'll give you riches. Okay, then let me multiply my giving. How many of you? You have a dream that you have a car, you have a dream that you have money, you have a dream that there's gold around you, there's treasures, someone is giving you money, and you came and said, that, Okay, this one, this dream, I'll not pray. Uh, let me come and so I'll help you. Do that. You never do that, that's why you are poor. So, this is the reason why Solomon was rich. And Solomon was always giving. He was always giving. When he also became rich, he was giving, giving to this. So, you see, when it comes to giving, the people that were, were working with him, Obeyaka said, Solomon was stingy. Solomon was giving, he was making sure that every worker has more than he can carry. my question. I said, when was the last time you saw yourself? You saw yourself a good dream. Because when you are dying, you are dying, you are dying, you are dying, prayer doesn't give the dream. So, I am giving you, I have given you a key. I have given you a key of Solomon's success. By just a vision. He manifests the vision. God gave him the prosperity and prosperity That's what said This prosperity anointing must manifest. And he went and gave two times of what he gave. And it came to pass that Solomon became prosperous. He said to him that people were giving to him. Sometimes when even you have a bad dream, we don't pray, we sow. Because if someone has give maybe 30 persons for you to die, we don't pray to change that thing. We sow the same amount or bigger than that amount for you to live. Amen. Are you here? Please, please come here, come here. Then be attentive. Amen. Are you here? Yeah. So, if you have a dream that you are prospering, you should sow to manifest that dream. You see, the prosperity I'm waiting. I'm not saying you shouldn't pray when you have, uh, when you shouldn't pray that God should give you money. No, I'm not saying that. But, when you check the combination, it was about giving and praying. Giving and praying. Solomon gave, Solomon prayed. Colonials gave, Colonials what? Prayed. So you should be giving to tap into the prosperity anointing. The anointing of God to prosper is available. Amen. Today, even this Sunday, those who didn't come to church, they have lost it. But the anointing, the anointing, the anointing of prosperity, the anointing to have a good journey is available today. Amen. 
I don't like the way you are responding. It's like you are you are in your house. Are you in church? Yes. I said the anointing eh, to prosper. Those who didn't come to church today, they have lost it. The anointing to prosper is available today. Amen. The anointing to prosper is available today. Amen. The anointing for you to prosper is available today. Amen. You prosper. 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 Amen. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet. Yes, and, and I've realized something. Whenever there is 
someone is becoming stubborn, when I, when I, maybe someone said, I go, this one, when I just entered it, when I speak, the person becomes quiet. It's because I go by analogy. See, recently, someone is misbehaving, and someone asked him, said, so why, why is it that you are talking about the man of God? Why is that you can't, you can't get closer to the man of God and tell him? And the person is afraid because, you see, if you are not there, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So even for someone to get closer to you, we have realized some people are afraid of you. I don't know why. They are afraid, which they are not supposed to be. You see, if you get closer to an anointed person, with a wrong mindset, you'll be afraid. You walk in fear. But if you get, if, if you are someone who has a clear conscience, a pure heart, and you get closer to an anointed man, you, you will even have faith. And you will not say anything, but something will move. Something will just move from the anointed person and drop on you. See, sometimes you don't need for us to pray for you for something to happen. By your your good heart, your clear conscience, something will just follow you. But if you are someone who has a bad heart, wickedness, bitterness, envy, greedy, malice, all hatred, all forms of evil works, I'm telling you, when you get closer, you will be afraid. But the anointing will scare you. The anointing will scare you. Amen. From today, you are working in the prosperity anointing. I prophesy over your life. I prophesy over your life. I stand by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The prosperity anointing of the Holy Ghost. And I prophesy over your life that from today, you are working in prosperity. Amen. From today, you are working in prosperity. Amen. I deploy virtues to work for you.
Yes. 